Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. It is now Tuesday, December the 10th, 2019, and we are getting ready for week 15 of the NFL season. Just three weeks left here. Three games for teams to make that final push towards the postseason. Who will? Who won't? Who will cheat? All of those questions yet to be answered along the way. And uh, first, we had to finish, of course, with week 14. And that came to a close last night with a Monday night thriller. Man, did it not get any better than this last night. I mean, what could go wrong? You had a uh, you had a game going to overtime, right? This must have been fascinating. <sighs> um, it was fascinating uh, from a lot of different perspectives, uh, but. A lot on the line for one of these teams. Actually, both of these teams in their own right. You had the Philadelphia Eagles, who could not, under any circumstances, lose a game against a two-win Giants team and expect that game against Dallas in a couple weeks to mean anything. Your only shot into the postseason is by winning the NFC East. They got to at least continue to win the games that they're supposed to. So the Giants, while Eli Manning back under center, Now, the Giants, it would have been nice if the Giants won a game. But the reality is you don't want to win a game. You win a game, you slide down the draft order. Giant fans understand this. There's no point in screwing with getting Chase Young, a defensive centerpiece that you can have for the next seven to eight years. Doesn't make any damn sense. So what do they do? Well, (laughs) they get out to a 17-3 halftime lead. Of course they do, because that's what Eli Manning does. Eli Manning throwing the ball all over the yard last night. Uh, Slayton is is going to be a stud. Giant fans got to be excited for that. And then Pat Shermer uh, got a hold of the game plan in the second half and decided to, um, yeah, decided not to do what he did in the first half. And uh, we watched them go 0 for 6 on third down. We watched them punt a lot. Uh, they only got three first downs the whole second half and got outscored 20 to nothing to an Eagles team that lost every wide receiver they had but one. They had tight ends, backup tight ends, and practice players lining up at the wide receiver position, which they did not know. And you had something called, uh, named Boston, something, uh, was scoring touchdowns. So when you put it all together, what does it mean? It means Philadelphia won in overtime, as usual. Uh, Even though the fans, uh, there was a mutiny on hand. Good news is, Philadelphia, congratulations, you won. The Giants, congratulations. Hopefully you followed us here yesterday where we were screaming about Eli Manning, Eli, Elijah Manning for president, right? Give me Eli, give me death. Eli pulled it out, man. Great quarterbacks. Uh, Oh, yeah, by the way, Eli now one game under 500 for his career. Not sure how that's going to work for his Hall of Fame credentials. But, hey, you didn't lose any spots, Dane, if you're a Giant fan. You still got the number two draft pick. It was at least entertaining uh, from the minute because it looked like the whole Manning family was partying it up there in the owner's box, having a good time. Then reality set in. And maybe the most impressive thing last night was the play of Carson Wentz late in that game, 
kind of what we've been waiting to see from him when the team needed him the most, when everything else was falling apart around him, he made the plays he was supposed to make at the right time. Good for Carson Wentz. Now at least we got something to root for in week 16 with Dallas and Philadelphia. Yeah, good morning, Joe. Good morning, Degenerates. Let's make it rain here. Um, I mean, I would have been hard-pressed to a week ago tell you that there would be more shots of the Manning family than there would healthy wide receivers on Philadelphia. You know, but that's exactly what wound up happening. You know, I'll tell you what. You talk about Carson Wentz making plays in the fourth quarter when the chips were down. And, yes, that did happen. But I'll give it – this was Boston Scott. Joe, Boston Scott had some juice, okay, out of the backfield. Boston Scott looked quicker than Miles Sanders. He's he's a special teams kind of guy, and he gave them spark in some drives on the second half. They were not able to move the ball at all. You talked about it, Joe. The fans were booing. Some of that is due to the fact that they were down to, like, Greg Ward and who I like to call Vicky Cretina Ortega-Whiteside. But... It was like, it was really uh, scrounging the bottom of the barrel. So even though Philadelphia won, do you believe this team can win what they need to against Dallas or the rest of the year with this personnel moving forward the rest of the year? They lose Lane Johnson as well. This is one banged up team. Joe, and, you know, I talk about how volume throwing is never good for the quarterback. They really have no other option. They need guys like Jordan Howard and Alshon Jeffrey and even Nelson Aguilar back if they want to make this run past, say, Eli Manning and his swan song in the 2-11 and Giants. Yep. It's (laughs) somebody's got to win, unfortunately, the NFC East. Somebody is going to win it, whether – if I if you want to to me, it's flip a coin. Who do you trust more? You trust Jason Garrett and the Dallas Cowboys to win a big game? Or do you trust Doug Peterson and this Philadelphia squad who say what you want? They look like they wanted to be anywhere but playing football in the first half of that game yesterday. It was laughable. So whatever Doug Peterson, whatever buttons he pushed in that second half and give credit to. Excuse me, Jim did Schwartz. They push, did they push buttons or did Eli just regress to normal Eli? Well, they still had to make. I mean, the bottom line is you put yourself in a 17 to 3 hole and you weren't completing any pass. I mean, you weren't moving the ball at all. But Jim Schwartz, give him credit. They shifted up a, a, a terrible secondary. And everything that Eli did well in the first half, he made sure to take it away. And they had no answers uh, in the second half. So you made the adjustments in order to give your team a shot. And again, Carson Wentz in the fourth quarter. You got to make plays, big boy. You you, you yeah. can't rely. You got to be able to get the ball into the hands of your playmakers. Zach Ertz, thank God for tight ends because they had nobody else to, you know, they're lining up guys sure. on the outside that are like, I never played this position before. The third uh, tight so, end, this guy Perkins was like a key contributor. Seriously. A key contributor. They threw the playbook out and they're like, all right, just run a curl. Do me a favor, yeah. just run a six-yard curl. Seriously. You can actually see Carson Wentz in the huddle going, just like this. Like you just Drawing just it in the dirt, way. you know, like t- run to the garbage can and turn around. It was crazy. It really was. Cut at the hubcap. <laughs> you kind of knew in the fourth when they scored the uh, the tying touchdown there, wide open hurts. They got the ball in overtime. They didn't want anything to do with continuing to play that game. So good for you. Giants cover. Philly wins. 
Joe, you say nobody a, cared? Remember I had a fantasy matchup? Remember I had a yes, fantasy matchup yes. that was real close? Let's yes. put it this way. I was down by three points going into overtime mm. with Carson Wentz. With Carson Wentz still on my roster. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Well, they kept their playoff hopes alive uh, last night, beating the Giants 23-17. to Now, uh, Philadelphia, we told you 17-3 at halftime, did the right thing and, uh, you know, went in there and just slapped everybody and said, wake up, we got a football game to play. And they uh, they took care of business. But Eli and the, and the G-Men did cover the game as they closed as a nine-point underdog. And they only lost by six. That's a win. And some interesting trends that come out of that game, including uh, we talked about first half under, full game under. Mm. Again, cash yep. in that. 22 and a half was the first half under. And the full game uh, got to 45. And that's what it closed at. So they even played in overtime. Didn't get to the over there. Uh, road dogs now, interesting enough, continue to be extremely profitable this season. 75 and 49 against the numbers. 60.5% this year, guys, on the season. And uh, it's going to, you got to continue to look at weather, like we've told you. Uh, windy last night, uh, average winds sustained uh, between 10 and 15 miles per hour. That means now games that have seen at least that double digit wind gusts continuing to maintain throughout the game, eight and two to the under 80%. So when we say this time of year, you definitely need to consider what's going on with the weather. Well, that's why 80% uh, is a pretty good number there and a pretty good indicator that it gets hard to throw the damn ball in December, which is why, you know, guys like Ben Roethlisberger have been so successful over the years. And, you know, even Joe Flacco and his, you got to have guys that can cut through uh, when you've got those, you know, 15, 20 Chad mile an hour wins. Doesn't cut it. Chad yeah, Pennington right. Doesn't yeah. Cut it, yeah. And I try, you know, listen, I give Andy Dalton all the credit in the world for as long as he lasted in Cincinnati's the same damn thing. It's hard to throw the damn ball in December. Sure. It really is. In the, and especially in the AFC North. So these are all things, guys. There's a reason we guys. say things, you know, like yes. defense and the run game travels yes. in December. There's a reason some yeah. of these kind of finesse teams over the years, right, um, d- look great early on, but then it doesn't work as well nope. in the winter when it travels in January, it's a style thing also. Absolutely, Joe. Yeah, it really is. And you, quarterbacks, weather, you've got a couple of games. Uh, I'll give you, for instance, guys, coming up this week, you've got two divisional matchup. Well, you got one divisional yeah. matchup that's going to be monstrous. You've got Chicago and Green Bay. Chicago, guys, uh, in Green Bay, the weather temperatures are going to be 10 degrees. And with the wind, which is anticipated... Between 10 to 15 miles per hour, you're go- you're talking single digits, and you're talking 15 mile per hour winds. So uh, say what you want about Mitchell Trubisky. It, the reason they liked him, part of the reason they liked him, is because the dude's got a cannon. He can throw the damn ball. 
And that's going to be pretty necessary <laughs> in Lambeau yeah. when you're trying to whip through, you know, single digit temperatures, 15 miles per hour. Same thing in Buffalo and Pittsburgh, guys, Sunday night, you're going to have temperatures bordering and feeling like single digits and you're going to have serious wind issues. So these are all things. I mean, and you look at the totals here, too, by the way, 41 in Green Bay. And then look at the Pittsburgh damn total. It opened up at 37. It's already down to 36, 36 and a half in some places. So, you know, these are all things you need to consider moving forward this time of year, guys, especially in those Northeast games, Cleveland's, yeah. the Cincinnati's, the Pittsburgh's, the Buffalo. It, it's tough, man. It's no mm-hmm. joke. And, you know, there there was always a rumor for years, Dane, where uh, the Dolphins, it's it's hard for them to play. Well, not when Marino was playing, because Marino could go <laughs> yeah, right. to Northeast plates like that and cut through. Well, and that's what, kid. Yeah, you've got to take that into consideration this time of year, especially these final three weeks, because let's face it, I don't know that. Uh, Lamar Jackson is cut out to throw for 250, 280 yards in single-digit temperatures with 15-mile-per-hour winds. I don't think anybody knows that yet. Yeah, I think that's fair. Now, I I got a couple questions for you on this. Let me see if you buy some of this logic also. Um, In both of those games you mentioned, the Chicago game and the Mm -hmm. Buffalo game, right? right? One of the things I also saw last week with Chicago, Joe, which may or may not be helpful for the approaching weather is I saw Mitchell Trubisky running the ball as well, Joe, right? Um, The 61 yards he had on the ground. Do you think there's anything to um, them starting to do more of Trubisky in the run game because of the weather as well? They know he's kind of could be mistake prone, but that's mitigated with some of the scrambling, some of his running, and could some of the same things be said for Josh Allen in Buffalo? He uses his legs. Does having a quarterback that at least has that skill set um, even more helpful, like you say, in the Northeast when the weather turns because, yep. you know, you have that other option instead of contending with, you know, the wind, the rain, all that kind of stuff. I would even venture to say so far as, you know, there were like five quarterbacks, right, in that draft class. Buffalo mm. took the Wyoming kid, you know, instead of the Southern California kid, for example. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep, yep, so I think yep. It's part it's of a, the team instruction. You have to. You have to consider it and – the other thing you got to understand is come the end of this month and come into January, guys, it's it's not going to be as simple to just scramble your way and quarterbacks run around with the defenses they're going to face. They're they're in the postseason for a reason. I mean, look at the defenses we're talking about right now. I mean, Chicago, which only averages 17 points a game giving up. Hell, even Green Bay is only giving up 20 points a game. Buffalo, Pittsburgh, I mean, Baltimore, these are all defenses that are going to be playing in January, and they do one thing, and they do one thing very well, is they limit your ability to be able to get those easy first downs because there's lapses, and there's not. There's just not la- You're going to have to be able to complete passes in 15-mile-an-hour, single-digit temperatures. You're going to have to be able to do that, which I think, Dane, is why why is Foxborough such a necessity for, and why has it been yeah. so unfair for teams to go to and play? You got to be a certain kind of, you know, team. You've got to be able to complete those yes. passes, big time plays when the elements around you are yes. crap. And now it starts right now, guys, these games, a lot of this times, weekend, Joe, it's crap. A lot of times they, they get guy, they get teams like the chargers, the Colts mm-hmm. to come on yes. in there. 
in that divisional weekend. Teams, you know, the damn Chargers come in there in the middle of January. They ain't ready for that. You know what I mean? And that's part of the reason why it's always like a sacrificial lamb. And part of the reason why, Joe, if we spin it forward this year, the Patriots need that in order to make it through. They ain't winning three games this year. They're going to need that kind of benefit of a team coming into their house in their conditions. They're going to need a Tennessee coming in there to mitigate what is really the difference in talent. And, oh, by the way, they're not going to be able to film them anymore. Yeah, which, of course, is the big uh, the big thing here today. And, you know, the problem with the problem with New England is that you've you've lost any sort of benefit of the doubt, given your your history. But is it plausible? The story? Absolutely. It's plausible. They run a TV show. uh, The New England Patriots do. It's called Do Your Job. And they have film crew. It's a documentary crew that follows different people in the organization and documents what they do. And. This happened to be about their advanced scouts who fly to, you know, when they're playing on Sunday, the scouts fly to wherever the next team is the next game. They called Cleveland. They called Cincinnati. They told them our film crew is coming, following our scouts. Everybody knew it. They're saying what the film crew didn't understand and that it is completely separate of anything to do with the football operations, which is quite feasible. Um, They said that. They weren't aware of the filming policies that, you know, they didn't realize what was going on at the time. They handed over the footage. But basically, a Cincinnati Bengals employee saw this crew on the side of going, what in the hell are you doing? They alerted security. Security's like, what are you doing here? And the guy's like, ah, we work for uh, the Patriots owner, Robert Kraft. Uh, And they're like, well, you can't be filming the entire sideline of the Cincinnati Bengals. And he's like, I'll tell you what, how about we just erase it and call it a day? No big deal. And he's like, yeah, no, that's not going to cut it. Um, So Belichick's like, nothing to see here. Patriots are like, yeah, it's unfortunate, but really we have nothing to do with them. The guy there swears, swears that the monitor he was watching, because he was watching for a while, was fixated in the first quarter. On the signals and the, the entire coaching staff. <laughs> oh, that's the advanced scout job? I, I mean, <laughs> we, we got a break. Let's talk advanced. about this. And this is going to be two Jets fans talking about this, too. I mean, <laughs> get ready. I'm, I'm not sure the you advanced think scout was even in the picture. Really? You buy this, Joe? Yeah. You buy this? Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Sports Grid Network, all the fantasy and sports wagering advice you need all the time. Just subscribe on YouTube. It's the Sports Grid Network. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. And if you'd like to be, I don't know, the next daily fantasy millionaire, just a millionaire, 
Well, you can do so in the NBA this year by dunking on your NBA DFS competition by utilizing DailyRoto.com. Just dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. You can do it by competing with the pros with the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. It is the most accurate projections available in NBA DFS. Plus, you get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and so much more. And right now, you can save 10% on getting those winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com forward slash dunk to learn more. That is DailyRoto.com forward slash dunk. Get your 10% off right now at DailyRoto.com forward slash dunk. And remember that DailyRoto.com is where millionaires are made. And welcome in here uh, to Make It Rain on the Great It Is Sports Grid.com. As we, uh, we've been talking, of course, about the New England Patriots uh, once again being caught with their hand in the cookie jar of sorts. Uh, the Patriots have released a statement in full that says that they uh, take full responsibility for this crew that they did not alert. And it wasn't that they alerted Cleveland because the game was in Cleveland against Cincinnati, their next opponent. But they didn't alert the Bengals. And they said that the fact that they didn't alert the Bengals was just a it was a mere oversight that the crew didn't understand the production crew. This production crew is hired to film documentaries for their own TV show for the team and that it had absolutely nothing to do with the football team. And oh, yeah, the film crew did not understand that what they can't do, the filming rules in the NFL. They were in the press box and that's where one of the members of the Bengals and employee was watching them on the monitor in the press box going, what in the hell are you guys doing? Like, what are you taping? The damn Bengals sideline for. And they were like, oh, we're, we're, we're here with Robert Kraft. And they're like, you can't do that. And they were like, all right, well, we'll race it. You know, no big deal. But listen, to the Beng- they're not running away from it. The, the, uh, the Patriots take full responsibility. said it's our bad. We didn't let them know. It's, we should have been on top of it. So they're not running for it. They've gotten out in front of it. They admitted it. Now the question is, if you're the NFL, Roger Goodell. Are you immediately now? I don't see them dragging this out before Sunday. You better come up with something. Is it just a slap on the wrist? Is it more than that? You know, what what happened? What does Roger Goodell do right now? Because the op, even if it, there was nothing, even if right. there was on face, That's nothing right. to see here. Can you just allow it to be? Can you brush it under the rug at this point? No, your reputation precedes you, Joe. Like, and that's the thing. You mean to tell me, Joe, that the franchise that has already been docked draft picks and fines for filming teams inappropriately, that that organization did not know the rules of filming? <clears throat> like, what do you, like, what is this, Joe? And honestly, like, okay, let me bring my cynicalness to this. Let's say you were cheaters. Mm-hmm. And let's say you got caught filming about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. What would you come up with as a new way to get video cameras into the building again? Ah, yes, we're shooting a documentary. Like, come on, Joe. This is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And didn't in Deflategate, wasn't one of the things the league literally came out and said was, okay, this is your punishment, but you're mm-hmm. also on some kind of no zero tolerance policy. Like, we're going to come down on you hard next time. It, wasn't mm-hmm. that actually part of it? 
Well, right. here's next time, Joe. I don't care. I don't care if they actually were had the good intents. I don't care if Do Your Job is actually going to be streaming on Netflix in three years. I don't care. You, you, you have to do something. I don't know what that something is, Joe. But no, like the Patriots for this exact reason, you know, like – uh, that's like believing somebody that's coming in with what looks like a fake bomb in the, uh, TSA security line. Like yeah. fool me once, shame on me. You know, like, no, no, you have to do something. I'm going to tell you also, <clears throat> one of my very good friends, his name is Ned Dishman. Okay. He is Joe, the official team photographer for the Washington football team. Okay, Mm -hmm. and there have been times where I come and be his assistant just because I think it's cool to be on the sidelines and hold his like four different cameras and stuff like that. They give me like a credential and stuff on and they're literally five, ten times a game. There's a security Mm -hmm. guard. There's a team personnel. Even the head cheerleader once asked me like who I was and what I was doing there. You know, and then I had to just show my credential or whatever. No, Joe, especially with the Patriots, especially with their history, especially because I do believe the league literally said after deflate gate, like, here's what we're going to do now. But you're also kind of like on probation or we're really going to drop the hammer next time that this is this is ridiculous. If I got caught with cameras, this would be my cover to keep cheating. Mm. Bill Belichick says he's got uh, nothing to do. I don't give a uh, damn. With anything he said, to what, do they with, work for uh, the Patriots? Aren't you the Patriots? Yeah, he said, uh, quote, yeah, I heard about this. You know, evidently this is our production people on the TV show that were there. We have nothing to do with anything they produce. I've never seen their tapes. This is something we had 100% nothing to do with. And when he says oh. we... He's referring, of course, to the uh, the football side of the operations. This is a... So what? Film crew that provides uh, documentaries for their website uh, there, the New England Patriots. And, uh, yeah, it's no. It's the same thing. It's the organization. uh, Now, the question remains, though, if you've been doing this or this was just happened to be this episode, I'm not sure why the Bengals would be a team you need to unload sure, a need film to cheat crew. To Cincinnati, like, sure. I, yeah, like I'm not like if it was at a, if it was at a Chiefs game prior or something, maybe. But it's no, the, all this the only is thing that, that, that gives is it's Cincinnati. And uh, that's the only thing that maybe this is just an unfortunate coincidence. No, what but, it is is they try to figure out a way to do this no matter what against whoever. Remember the Bills game when like mm. Belichick's son like had to be like, yeah. Escorted off the sidelines beforehand. Gabe will tell you all about that. This is what they do. I'm just shocked. It, uh, it, I, I don't know. I don't know why to do it with a. And, and again, maybe they were they were truly there to film the actual scout. But why would your camera be fixed? And why is that the footage you're getting? You're not getting B-roll of him doing random stuff. You're literally getting the guys putting the calls in. Uh. God almighty, I just, I, like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I really don't. Um, I come do not on. understand, but it all depends on what Roger Goodell does from here. I don't know what the final be. It'll probably be monetary at most, I think, right? I mean, that's probably, they'll slap him on the wrist. They'll give him, write a $50,000 check or whatever it may be. Don't let it happen again. Uh, but I, again, but the aren't Bengals. are they like already on probation? The damn 
Bengals. I want to go back to deflate gate. I want to go back to whatever the league came out and said was like actually their punishment. Okay, because I really do, Joe, we got to check. I do believe there was something about like, okay, this is your penalty now. But like if you get caught again, it was like, you know, the death penalty kind of thing. I really do. They were like, I don't think it was a zero tolerance uh, thing. It's. It's going. Listen, they've already. Uh, they're not stupid, so they're going to have plausible deniability. They're going to be like, "Listen, guys, yeah, this I, you know." Documentary is their plausible deniability. Documentary. Yeah, you don't know what to tell you. We don't see it. I'm going to be interested to see what's on, what's footage, on the right? tape. Yeah. Well, the what last exactly? time the NFL destroyed the tapes, you think well, we'll be able to see the tapes? You know, this guy is screaming from the mountaintops that caught him going, guys, the, the, I'm watching the monitor. He didn't immediately come up to him. He says, I sat there and watched because I was like, was, yeah. what are they doing? <laughs> the only film they saw, the only thing the guy saw on the monitor was the damn sideline right. of the New England. And don't the, of the Bengals Cincinnati have the original Bengals. footage? Don't, the uh, NFL has a copy. I think the Bengals have the original footage. Yeah, the the NFL secured that that the guy called the NFL security over and the NFL came over and apparently caught the guy did offer the video. Hey, I'll just erase it. We'll be good to go. I'm sorry. I didn't know what you do when you're caught. Yeah, yeah, my bad. My bad. (laughs) So did they give him time to erase it or did they just confiscate it on the spot? They just took it. I think they just took it as well. And now the NFL is is investigating, so to speak. So uh, it cracks me. Only the Patriots magically disappear. The Patriots could absolutely be this stupid to think that this is not going to just to brush it off. Be like, I don't know what you guys. Are. It's like the deflated footballs all over again. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Like, I don't, I don't know. What are you talking about? Guys, they, they, there's no there's no broom closet that we we deflate football. I like I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Joe. And then in Spygate, the footage magically disappeared. Right. In Deflategate, Tom Brady's phone was destroyed and traded in. Like, come on, people. Terrible. It's just a terrible look. It's so bad. I can't even. It just makes no sense. And again, Joe, because you know this, just like with the Houston Astros, right? There would be other players, right? Like Mike Fires, who was with that organization, eventually blew the whistle, right? I want to see there's going to be a disgruntled patriot that comes out and writes a book. Joe, or there's going to be one Patriot on this year's 53-man roster that winds up on the Cincinnati Bengals 53-man roster next year. It's going to happen, Joe. There's going to be some advanced scout or some assistant GM that winds up being like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we would do. It's going to come out. Well, I I like the fact that they said, listen, we understand and acknowledge that the crew – Independent, co- we understand our fault, our bad. So they're not trying to hide from anything. But still, just trying to get out. You're a spy gate, that. dude. Everything ends with a gate with you. Everything. God. Documentary gate. It's now documentary gate. God damn you. Yeah, I know. Ridiculous. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Patriots continuing to do Patriot things like, yeah. oops, had no idea, didn't realize that that's what, uh, didn't realize we weren't supposed to film uh, people's sidelines like that. Ouch. I didn't uh, know. But only, I, I didn't know. Defense. I didn't know. Uh, Meanwhile, had they no got idea. banged for filming their opponents already. I, I just, <laughs> the whole Cincinnati Bengal thing blows me away. Right. It really, really sense. does. I just don't. Like, you know, why it, film the Bengals? You'd think you can go out there and beat all them. The da- like, you can't beat, like, you cheating now because you can't beat the Bengals now? Just, Is that what's going on? It's just part of their on? DNA, Joe. It's just wow. who they are. It's just absolutely. part of their DNA. No, absolutely crazy, and uh, it is uh, it is so. It would not be the Patriots if there wasn't at least some controversy. But I will say this also: um, this is exactly what generally happens along the way, where now the Patriots go, it's us against the world. How dare you? And then they just now continue to scorch earth and run over everybody right through February. I'm just saying this is what happens here, guys. Now let me ask you this: yeah, serious question. Bigger cheaters, in your opinion, uh, Russian Olympians or the New England Patriots? Because Russia is Can banned the Houston now. Astros be choice C? Can the Houston yes, Astros? Yes, exactly. Choice I'll C. put the Astros in there too, as well. <laughs> yeah, right. because. Uh, um, yep, keep on going. Russia I mean, is. Oh. I, and this one cracks me up with this. Like, you know, Russia ain't the only damn Olympians cheating here, people. Okay, right. let's be realistic sure. here. The whole Olympic sports is the biggest crock, and it is the most corrupt of all sporting events ever. Everybody is cheating. It's just who's better at masking it and not getting caught than it's anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, come on, dude. Like, you really, all of these Olympians are juiced out of their Absolutely. mind. We all know this. So... Absolutely. Now, all of a sudden, they're not allowed. So, Russia's going to be the next two Olympics just gone. Like, no Russian yeah, athletes. Yeah. They had to really? wait, though. It wasn't like the a few years ago. Wasn't it like in Russia, like Sochi? Yes. Yes. So, they, yes. they couldn't drop the hammer and have the Russian contingent not there in Russia. Right? So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Joe, this is kind of like, yep. Like, what do you want? I don't have any deep analysis on this. No, one. It's, like, I mean, it's amazing to me. It's like you raided you raided the damn facility in Russia that was in charge of actually testing the athletes. And they had they had two different refrigerators, basically one with the actual samples and one with the samples. They tested. there's like, a documentary with guy. They oh, call him. I feel he has like some nickname out there. Yeah. And he was the guy who was like, you know creating the damn steroids or whatever. And he literally, because now he's like exiled from there or whatever, and he describes exactly what was going on for decades. You know, I mean. And so I not guess my question, just Joe. them. He's not the just them. The what question is, is exactly. yeah, is there a sport that truly is clean? Because I'm, I'd like to know what it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, in every single sport, yep. it happens. Right. Like, I guess that's my really question. What do you want to believe as a, right. as a fan? Yes. What do you want? Like, is this and are you not entertained? You know, mm-hmm. that, that sort of thing. Like, yeah, I, I understand, Joe, when you talk about it from a sports investing perspective. I understand yep. that. Right. And you want to know that whatever you're putting your money into is is on the up and up and above board. I understand that. But as a fan, like. Mm-hmm. 
you know, accept this. Like, yeah, yeah, there's corruption in politics. Yeah, there's cheating in sports. Yeah, you know, like, at what point, like, how much of it is, oh, my God, this is going on, versus, like, let's not all just be naive here and understand this is a billion-dollar business, and obviously you're going to try to get every kind of little edge. This is a game of inches with world-class athletes that are like, you know, the top 99.9% in the world. And these mm-hmm. are the kind of edges you need. Like, yeah, this happens. And is know? it really not? Because to me, I think there's a lot of this, certainly in baseball. The, every team's doing it. If you don't think there's a team in Major League Baseball since the beginning of time that is doing anything and everything in their power to steal signs and do everything, they are. And that's why you're not hearing a lot of people bitching and moaning and yelling about it and screaming from the rooftops. And I got news for you. I, if you're going to tell me that there aren't people in stadiums right now working for other teams that are about to play those teams, doing everything in their power to illegally, t- you're out of your mind. It is happening. That's what cracks me up. You don't think Olympians are being doped up? Of course they are. All of them are. I just think it's so it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous to think any sport is free and clear of any sort of cheating, pushing the envelope, not trying to get the edge. Just don't get caught. But even if you do get caught, oh, well, oops, sorry. What are you going to do? You're going to take the all the gold medals away now? Is that what you're going to do? I mean, come on. It's a, You've already made the money. Not going to so happen. What? Yeah, so exactly. If I asked you, like, you know, did Reggie Bush win the Heisman Trophy that year? You'd say yes. Right. Right. <laughs> you know what exactly I mean? Exactly like, correct. Exactly. The champion yep. of, of that season. It doesn't matter if you vacate wins. Nope. I don't care. You know, nope. you don't erase the memories. Like, yeah, sure, you could take the rafter out of the I mean the banner out of the rafter. You yep. ain't taking that memory. Who is it? Jackie <gasps> Joyner Kersey? Like, really? Okay. So she still didn't win eight Olympic gold medals. She just happened to get exactly. caught, but she trimmed everyone else who was also on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Did Barry was Barry Bonds taking steroids? Yep, but yeah. so were all the pitchers he was hitting those bombs Thank against. Thank you. you know exactly. what I mean? What like you believe reality TV is really reality, or is it just right. how they edited it to make it entertaining for you, the consumer? You know what I, I mean? I would it's- have a problem, Dane, if the if the le- the field truly wasn't level. And I do think that's that's where the misconception comes in is people get all up in arms because they think everybody else is a saint. And the Patriots are just the ones doing this. Guys, I can assure you, the Patriots are not the only ones watching things or getting film that they probably shouldn't look at. They're all doing it. It's just don't get caught. But to me, I don't have a problem. I laugh at it, the Houston Astros, because they all do it. They're all doing it. I mean, the bottom line, they're all doing it. To me, that's the big issue. I don't want, as long as it's not just Barry Bonds who had needles in his ass. It was everybody else. If it's just one single team or one single instance, then yeah, how dare you try and gain an edge? But you and I both know it's a cross. It's rampant. It's rampant. In essence, you're saying don't hate the player, hate the game kind of thing. Like it just is what it is. And we all have to stop being uh, naive. Don't be so outraged because this was just the Patriots, guys. That's what I'm saying. You shouldn't be shocked. It's the Patriots. They're going to, because of their history, but they're all doing it. I guarantee you they're all doing it in some way. I agree with you, but that's almost like, 
the middle school child coming home and being like, you know, but but Sammy was doing it too, right? And you're like, okay, well, if Sammy jumped off the bridge, would you do it? And like, I hear you. It's this competition. It's the way. It's the nature of the beast. But there's no but real competitive. Adva- is there a competitive advantage in college basketball where one guy is getting paid to come to another school? It, it, they all do it. You know, Rick Pitino got caught, but that doesn't yes. mean that they ain't doing it at UCLA. That they ain't doing it at Florida. Of course yes. they are. They but all are. Doing it also doesn't make it right, Joe. No, I didn't say right, but there's no the idea that it's somehow a competitive advantage. It, no, it's not because all they're doing is Everybody's playing the game. Everyone's trying to find, their, to find yep. their way to do it. Absolutely. And yep. we as fans, whatever, we have to accept that everyone's looking for whatever possible edge they can find. Absolutely. Whatever. Yep. Possible yep. edge they can find. Do I, I really want to be the team or the school? Exactly. That is not offering guys, you know, contract. I, that's not getting the top recruits. But is that really what? Do I want that? Because why? I can sleep at? No, I want my team to win. I want my school to win. I want my program. So do whatever you have to do. Just don't let me know about it. Are you not entertained? Exactly. Exactly. And even if Are you do get caught, is there any more entertainment than that? I, I you know, McGuire and Sosa. Yes. <laughs> Exhibit A. You know what I mean? Oh, wait, we've got a strike. Oh, wait, yes. we got to get butts in seats and eyes on TVs. Yep, hmm. exactly. Yep. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, how many alumni there? Exactly. How many alumni in Kentucky or Louisville? You really want what? You wanted them to be saints? You didn't want them to recruit recruiting violations left there? Of course you do. It's the only way you can compete. Because if you don't pay them, guess what? Somebody Someone else will. will. And if you and don't tape them. That- that's Somebody's right. taping you. <laughs> Same thing. Like if everyone else is going to take steroids and now you're now a minor league caliber player because everyone else is artificially better than you, Correct. you got to do it too, right? Because you don't want to ride buses across the country. You want that paycheck. That's correct. Absolutely correct. Yep. And and it's so funny, too, because we talk about steroids competitive advantages. They finally made a rule change in Major League Baseball. And I don't know if no people know this, but major league, once you make it to the major leagues, there was nothing written in the bar in the collective bargaining agreement. They don't test for marijuana. Right. They test for marijuana in minor league baseball. And guys have honestly and if you've spent any time around professional baseball players, then nobody smokes more weed than they do. I, it's just they are they are burners beyond burners. <laughs> So it's one thing, like, to get to the Major League Baseball where it's okay, but they were actually banning guys, you know, for years in the minor leagues. Like, don't get – it was the stupidest thing in the world. It was just another way for owners to be able to have leverage over guys that are making 800 bucks a month and living on buses and out of a suitcase. Uh, but they actually have finally agreed to change that now, May. It's their way of saying, look, we're evolving with these minor leaguers now. Um, but, yeah, no, you shouldn't have been testing for that for years. Any No competitive advantage. If a dude wants to get up and face a dude throwing 98, doesn't know where it's going, and you want to be baked out of your face, be my guest. Like, hey, I mean, I, what, would you, what would they do if, if the minor league team is based in a state where it is legal? Legal. Yeah, well, Which is what, like exactly. 50% of the states now, right? Yeah. Now, so now, instead of being progressive, now they're making it seem like, look at how progressive exactly. we are. Yeah. And progressive. we have retired player after retired player after retired player saying, don't give me those opioids. Yep. I get addicted to those. Let yes. me get high. It's the only thing that helps me. 
Yep. And the unfortunate incident there with uh, with Tyler Skaggs and, and what happened. Now the big now the target is well, open. Now there's going to be opioid testing right. and now there's going to. So you now marijuana is like, oh, all right, we can push that to the side. But don't don't sell it to us. Like, look at how great and progressive baseball they've come so far. Oh, bull crap. You're just doing it because the focus is on one thing and not the other. Now you got leverage. Well, if there is an opioid problem in Major League Baseball. Test for it. Let's see how that goes. And let's see exactly who's going to uh, who's going go well, to sit there Joe. and go down. It would not go well, Joe. I'll tell you that. You want to get another 30% of the league banged out? You know, but you baseball, guys, I mean, obviously. You know, how many, you know how many guys in Major League Baseball are on Adderall? Do you people really understand what's going on here? Like, because they have, do you have any idea? Amphetamines have been one of the biggest parts of Major yeah, League please. Baseball since... In the 70s. Willie Mays, guys. I hate to break it to you. Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle. How do you think these guys went out, got loaded the night before, and played a doubleheader the next day? Wasn't there the story of that guy, the Astros pitcher, that pitched like a no-hitter while on acid? Yeah, yeah, a a couple of guys. Yeah, that that only knockouts. That's correct. He was tripping balls is what he was doing there. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, for the Padres, that's right. This doesn't happen is completely naive. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And, and don't so act surprised. And don't have this fake moral outfit. Our approach to it. Right. Like, let's cut the crap. It's right. part of the game. Don't give me this fake moral outrage where, oh, God. Please. Just don't be better. Be better at it. Top interview. What about facing 98 <laughs> Come on. All right, we'll dive into some of these look-ahead lines, NFL bowl games. We'll do that coming up next hour, listening. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Welcome in. As we get ready for hour two, we also get ready for bowl season. We also get ready for week 15 of the uh, NFL season and matchups galore here. Big, important matchups, divisional matchups coming up. We'll take a look at some of those uh, look ahead lines uh, next hour. Uh, The NBA uh, also has rules. Uh, You guys remember there when we talked about the uh, the Rockets Right. Uh, with James Harden, uh, you know, yeah. dunking the ball, but the the basket didn't count because it didn't look like he really dunked it. Well, uh, it looks like Adam Silver has determined that. Um, yeah, the ruling was correct, was incorrect. They have gone ahead and reprimanded the three refs that were on the court for that game, but they denied the protest. Yep, absolutely. It was a slap on the wrist. And and also. Also back the ruling that was given with the you had 30 seconds. You had plenty of time to actually request a, uh, a you know, uh, a replay there or a challenge and you didn't do it. And that that will stand. So basically they told him, oops, sorry, nothing you can do Deal with it. And yeah, and they're moving on. They did this very quietly. The Rockets have no comment on the decision. More importantly, 
Uh, it doesn't look like anybody in the Rockets organization has anything to sound, but they did say they disciplined uh, all three referees from the game for, you know, mishandling it and not right. seeing it and blowing the call. So what that means, no idea. Congratulations. You still lost the game, Houston. And quite honestly, you deserve to lose the game. But the two points would have been nice. Now, maybe next time you'll actually challenge a call when it happens, as opposed to bitching and moaning for 30 seconds, Dane, about it before actually doing something about it. Yeah, Amazing. I mean, we'll see where, uh, you know, game seven of the Western Conference semifinals is played. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ask me again around Memorial Day, Joe. Yep. But, yep. like, if this game is in, oh, I don't know, Los Angeles instead of Houston, uh, yeah. you know. Let's remember but this, I, that's all. I would like to know why the NFL is not disciplining officials more often. Because it sounds like they, uh, even if they drop the hat, what, what kind of discipline happens in the NFL? Like, zero, right? Not or maybe we just don't know about it. Maybe they just don't do it publicly. That would help. Know. That would help. Because people it are would. screaming for their pound of flesh. But I don't really like, like, the two-minute report either. Like, oh, we got it wrong. Great, that no in the Metro card yet. gets me home. You know, like... It, it, creates more questions than answers. Exactly. So maybe it's just throwing those guys under the bus.